Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we return to our study of the book of Ephesians. This letter was written to explain to Gentile believers the incredible riches of their position in Christ and how to live accordingly. Today's lesson is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. This passage deals with the doctrine of election. It is understandable that many Christians struggle with this doctrine. Please listen to Pastor Jim and today's slice of the two-part message entitled, He Chose Us in Him, Part 1. What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. For he says to Moses, Exodus 33, 19 is where the quote comes from, I will have mercy upon whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then, it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. What's the it? Salvation. Now, these two truths of election and human responsibility, they are taught side by side in Scripture. Accept them, believe them, but don't try to somehow knock the edges off of them and try to make them into puzzle pieces that somehow uh, fit together. Don't try to water them down. You'll wind up destroying both of them. Now, thinking through this in Scripture is worth our time. I'll take just a couple more minutes of your time. We have plenty of time. Don't, uh, Don't worry. But I want to suggest to you that there are four basic errors that a lot of people make, one or more of the four, regarding the issue of election. Let me explain, and I think you'll be able to see where many of the differences that you find in the body of Christ come from. And I think these are well worth our time, so I won't rush it. Um, And we're going to run out of time before we get anywhere near these four, through these four. But election error number one, this is probably the most common one, is ignore it. Oh, this is hard. I'm just not going to deal with this. Well, it may be one thing for you to say, I barely survived algebra. Geometry sent me down for the eight count. I am not going on to trigonometry. Okay? It may be fine for you to say something is beyond me. You don't have that option when it comes to the Word of God. He said, I do not want you to be ignorant of these things. But a lot of people just refuse to deal with it because they have trouble understanding it. And based upon how few Christians can even explain what the Bible does say about it, it's quite obvious a lot of preachers ignore it. I have an excerpt. I've saved this for years. came from an interview with one of the most popular media preachers um, in the United States in the past century, but in our lifetimes. Um, He's dead now. I would like to say he's with the Lord now. I hope he's with the Lord now, but based upon what he taught, I, 
I'm not sure I'm going to see him when I'm there. I'd sure like to. But listen to what he said. He says, I do not deal with issues unless I am totally sold on them. Okay, what's that saying? I will judge what in the Word of God is worthy of my time. That's one of the problems I mentioned. All right, I do not deal with issues unless I am totally sold on them. There are theological areas that I do not doubt. For instance, I am committed to the church he named his denomination, which actually is a decent denomination. I am committed to this denomination, to an orthodox, evangelical, historical Christian theology. The Apostles' Creed is one of the doctrinal statements. So far, so good. I could not in print or in public deny the virgin birth of Christ or the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ or the return of Christ. But when I have something I cannot comprehend, I wouldn't call it a doubt. I just don't deal with it. By not dealing with it, I am showing respect for it as the Word. I assume it's true. And if I can't comprehend it, I'd better not treat it. I am not going to preach a sermon on it. So I just deal with issues that I can personally feel. That's the same man, by the way, who uh, in a time period very short, very close to that interview, said that the worst prostitution of a pulpit that could possibly be committed is to teach through the Bible. He was the best-known evangelical, quote-unquote, TV preacher for a long time. So imagine the Apostle Paul. Shortly before his death, he's writing to his beloved friend and understudy, Timothy, and he writes to him, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead and by His appearing and His kingdom preach only what you personally feel. Kind of deflates that passage, doesn't it? We are not to judge what of the Word of God we feel is good enough to be taught. We who are the preachers of the Word of God will give an account for the souls that we've shepherded, we will give an account for our faithfulness to the Scripture. But that attitude says, okay, God, you can say whatever you want, but if I don't quite understand it, I'm not telling anybody else about it. My friends, I promise we would have to skip the next section of Ephesians. We'd have to skip the first three chapters of Ephesians in order to do that. Paul sure didn't skip over the hard stuff. He told the people in Ephesus when he came by there and uh, met with the leaders in Acts chapter 20. He said in verses 26 and 27, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. I taught you everything. Day and night, publicly, from house to house, I poured out everything there is. We don't have the option of believing or preaching only what we feel good about personally. So, being not smart enough to run, I'm going to come back here next week.
and we're going to go further on that seven-point outline. I told you that I see four errors about election. I'll give you a little bit of a teaser. Number one is ignore it. Number two is overemphasize God's sovereignty. Number three is overemphasize man's will. And number four is average out the two teachings. I'll try to teach you how to avoid all of those errors. My friends, why are we in Ephesians? Because we all need to know and we need to be constantly reminded of our standing in Christ, who we are in Him. And if you stand in Christ today, fall before God in humble thanksgiving that He gave you what you do not deserve by redeeming you, setting you free from your bondage to sin, calling you to Himself, and devote your life to spreading the great news of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and, and begging people to be reconciled to God as Paul did in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. My friends, election is not a hostile doctrine. It's not a bad doctrine. It's the only explanation why any of us could ever be saved. And did you notice? It's for the praise of the glory of His grace. This glorifies God. Now, if you are not in Christ today, if you don't have total confidence that you are trusting in Him and Him alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, based upon the Word of God alone, if you don't have the confidence that that is your trust, if you don't have the confidence that if you were to die and stand in the presence of God today, that He would accept you and that He would accept you only because of what Christ had done. You have no merits of your own. If you don't understand that, if you don't believe that, oh, come and talk to us because you need to do that. Talk to me. Talk to Pastor Scott. Talk to Pastor Scott. I didn't just lose my brain there. We have a couple of them. Uh, talk to the person who brought you. Talk to anybody who looked like they were understanding what I said earlier. Let us introduce you to this wonderful Savior. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. So let's pray. Our Father, again, our hearts just overflow with gratitude. And Father, we, we admit that some of these things are difficult for us to understand because You are infinite, eternal, and unchangeable God Almighty. But we stand in Your grace. We thank You for the redemption that is ours in Jesus Christ. And we know that You hear us when we call out to You. We know that You have given us to each other. We know that we are members one another in the body of Christ because we all belong to each other, because we all belong to Him. And we are those living stones that are being built together. Thank You, Father, for that majestic work that is so beyond our ability to completely grasp. All we can do is say thank You, Lord Jesus. Have Your way with us, Father. Teach us where we need teaching. Convict us where we need convicting, and uh, most of all, use us for Your glory. And we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.